0: It's Monday, people. Fresh off your weekend, getting your work week started on what is the hottest show on the streets, the number one form for Crimson Tide football. News, notes, information, and content that being in... My own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Excited to have each and every last one of you tuning in on the network on today. Got not to talk about a blockbuster jam-packed show for you guys breaking down The Crimson Tide, as we do this all the time from Tuscaloosa, streaming this uh, via YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, go ahead right now, drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on, so that way you can have the best news, notes, alerts on your Crimson Tide. We're also streaming this through Facebook as well, so shouts out to all my Facebook people out there. We are coming to you also. And speaking of Touchdown Alabama magazine. You can purchase individual copies of the magazine, have those sent to your door. Link will be found in the description. But we start Monday off by speaking with the better half of the room. Uh, the show does not go without this brother out right here in the production studio. John Ivory it's Monday. We're back again, baby. What's going on,
1: Stephen? And what's going on with the chat? Make sure you guys share the show, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Hey, we got a great show. I'm excited. I'm glad football is here. So let's get the show started. We're
0: going to get the show rocking and rolling, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. That's 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. want to hear from you today. What are you thinking, your thoughts, your ideas, your concerns when you look at the Alabama Crimson Tide football program? But we start things off going to the first topic here. Of conversation and you know much like last week we ended Friday of last week's show and talking about some players who are emerging, stepping up, rising in the preseason practice program for the Crimson Tide and while it's great to recognize or take notice of the likes of Ben Davis and Christopher Allen, the two veterans in the room at outside linebacker. It's great seeing both of those guys step up. It's great seeing both of those guys really emerge and help out the younger players on the team and have the opportunity to start in the upcoming season. But just adding on to that, I was able to get information over the weekend about how there are two freshman outside linebackers really pushing, really emerging, really rising and uh, impressing teammates and coaches. And those two guys are none other than William Anderson and Drew Sanders. Both guys are exploding in the preseason practice program at the outside linebacker position. And one of the things I was told over the weekend was Stephen the competition is back in Alabama real true competition is back within the program if you go back to the 2018 and 2019 campaigns not much competition if any at all took place and uh, when you don't have young guys you know nipping on the heels of the veterans really pushing the veterans and forcing those guys to be better when you don't have competition At certain spots, then the starter at that position feels like no one's checking me, no one's making me work harder, nobody's pushing me, and especially when you don't have that self-motivation, at times you get complacent, you slack off, you take a step back, and that was a problem the last two seasons with no real competition in place now that competition's back you're seeing the younger guys push the older guys you're seeing the veteran players step up and be leaders to these young guys and wow it's awesome seeing you know ben davis and christopher allen both lock in because they both know it's either now or never either we lock in Or one of these young bucks is going to take our spot on the field and we're not going to get a chance to ever, you know, be starters for the University of Alabama. So as great as it is to see, you know, the young bucks pushing the older guys, it's even better when you look at just the likes of Will Anderson and Drew Sanders pushing, clawing, fighting for an opportunity to get on this field and have an impact because, Coach Saban looks back at the 2015, 2016, and 2017 defenses that he has, that he had, and and he thinks about, how can I recreate that essence? How can I recreate that culture? How can I recreate that environment where I'm bringing pressure, confusion, chaos, concern, havoc, distress, helplessness and hopelessness to opposing offenses from every single angle how can i create that pressure you know from every single angle and uh, just going back to you know those defenses 2015 2016 2017 i distinctly remember the 2015 college football playoff semifinal matchup the uh the goodyear cotton Bowl against michigan state and uh The pressure came from everywhere. Like, you thought... When Michigan State thought it was coming from the left side. It came from the right side. Spartans thought it would come from the right side. It came from the left side. Spartans would come, thought it would come from either side. It came straight up the middle. Or there was a blitz coming off the corner or the safety. You know, the offensive line was helpless. The running backs in that game were helpless. Michigan's offensive coordinator helpless and hopeless. And Connor Cook, I felt so bad for him at quarterback because he was running for his life. There was a moment in that game he literally comes to the sideline, cussing everybody out, and he looks at the head coach, you Mark D'Antonio, and goes, you know, Coach, what are we going to do? The creatures, they're coming from everywhere. We can't stop them. We can't block them. You thought it would be, you know, jumping out from one end, and boom, here comes Tim Williams, boom, here comes Ryan Anderson, boom, here comes all of these guys. And, you know, Michigan State could not block those guys, and it was terror, terror coming from every single side, every single angle, and that's what coach Saban is trying to recreate. How can what what way can we get back to, you know, having that pressure, having that rush, having that uh, that chaos, having that concern from opposing, you know, to having that concern to opposing offenses where we're getting to them or we're, or we're getting at them from every single possible angle. And for a lot of people, you look at this for a second here, just going back to that 2015 through 2017 units, people look at, you know, Tim Williams and Ryan Anderson here, and you know, for just a minute, both of those guys were not just day one starters, right? They came off the bench In third and long situations, third and seven, third and eight, third and nine, and when the starters would come off the field, Coach Save would put those guys, Ryan Anderson, Tim Williams, uh, Rashawn Evans, Deshaun Hand, he would put those guys on the field in the Dime Rabbits package and tell them, you know what your job is, you know what your role is, go out there and do it. Go make the quarterback's life a living nightmare and go hunt the football." And that's exactly what they did. 2015, you know, Tim Williams, 12 and a half tackles for loss, 10 and a half sacks that year, four quarterback hurries. Of course, Ryan Anderson, for him, we're looking at 11 and a half tackles for loss, six sacks, and 10, you know, quarterback hurries, getting at the passing game. And uh, we look at the best help you can give a secondary. The, the, the reason why those secondaries... 2015, 2016, and 2017 were so good was because of the pass rush. The best friend to a secondary is having a tenacious, consistent, effective pass rush. 2015, New Alabama had 52 sacks. Because of those 52 sacks, it had 19 interceptions, including four for touchdowns. 2016, it had 54 sacks, and because of those 54 sacks, 16 interceptions, including six return for scores. And then 2017, we're looking at 40 sacks. And because of those, 19 interceptions, including two return for scores. So you see the pattern here. When you've got that consistent, that tenacious, that fierce pass rush coming from every single possible angle, But Alabama's secondary is able to step up, break on the football, create interceptions, create pass breakups, create turnovers to put Alabama in short fields where the offense is concerned. So, I mean, when you look at just Will Anderson and Drew Sanders here, they have the opportunity to be what Ryan Anderson and Tim Williams were, you know, back in 2015, coming off the bench, getting after the quarterback, getting after the football, you know, coming after the passing game. And it's crazy how you look at the Crimson Tide. It's got Christian Barmore on the defensive line, Brian Ray on the defensive line, DJ Dill on the front, uh, Fidarian Mathis on the front, Justin Aboigbe, Byron Young. You have all these guys on the front line, right? Then at linebacker, you've got Dylan Moses, you've got Christian Harris, you got Joshua McMillan, you got Alec Cahoe, Ale Cah- and then you've got, of course, Anderson and, and Drew Sanders. But just taking this from the, from the nickel defensive perspective, if we're, if we're doing this from the nickel defensive perspective, or better than that, if we're doing this from the Dime Rabbits perspective, we're doing this from Dime Rabbits here, Alabama can have a situation in Dime Rabbits where you've got you've – got you know, Barmore on the line, LeBron Ray on the line, uh, DJ Dell on the line. You could have maybe a Drew Sanders or a Will Anderson, you know, walk down as that fourth, you know, rush defensive lineman. Who are you going to block on the play? At any given play, at any given time, your quarterback's going to be hitting the ground because who do you assign to uh, double team? You can't afford a double team. Barmore. You can't afford for double team LeBron Ray. You can't afford for double team uh, Bri- uh, Byron Young or Justin the Boyd. But you can't afford for double team anybody because whomever you leave single, they're coming after the quarterback. And it goes back to what I mentioned last week. The depth is strong here. You know, on this defensive front rotation. It's gotten back to what Alabama was used to in 2015, and in 2016, where you're two and three deep here across the board. So, wow, it's really exciting to see the likes of Ben Davis step up, and that's awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Davis start this year. It's been five years. It's been a long time, but he's finally knocked in and ready to, to wreck havoc. And, you know, seeing Christopher Allen step up, and, you know, I want to see him. The former four-star in the 2017 class out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at 6'4, 250 pounds, really step up and do his thing. But just hearing the work that William Anderson and Drew Sanders have been doing, you know, this is key because that that competition that, you know, I'm pushing the older guys, I'm making them work. I'm making them be better. I'm making them be great. These older guys helping out the freshmen, but also keeping in the back of their minds if I slip, if I don't play my best ball, if I don't have my best practice, if I don't have my best A game, if I'm not doing what I need to do as a junior, senior, graduate student, if I'm not doing what I need to do, as someone that's a veteran, as an experienced player within this system, I run the risk of having one of these younger guys come in here fresh and take my spot. So it's just great to see the competition back. It's great to see the fire back. It's great to see the energy back. It's great to see, you know, everybody going after that one common goal, which is get Alabama back to the SEC championship and win it get Alabama back to the college football playoff and compete for a national championship most importantly you know Alabama getting back to having the best guys on the field and having the best guys fight you know for those starting positions and Will Anderson and Drew Sanders this is this is the future pass rush duo this is Tim Williams Ryan Anderson part two. This is exactly what this is. And just seeing how you know Coach Saban started Anderson and Williams and uh, you know Rashawn Evans and Deshaun Hand you know, back in 2015, those guys started off as rotationary guys. They came off the bench, third and long. Your job, I'm gonna turn you loose. You go attack, harass, kill, destroy, just utterly eradicate that quarterback. And make them feel like, why in the world did we have to play the Alabama Crimson Tide this week on the schedule? And uh, they were able to take that role, take pride in that role, take joy in that role, take excitement in that role. And it went on to them being no starters and great players in Alabama, so uh, Will Anderson and Drew Sanders in that same situation right now as they're pushing in the preseason practice program, but we take our first break here on the show, don't touch that down, just getting you started here on a Monday, upon our return, we get to your phone calls, your thoughts, your questions, your chats, your concerns, bring them on in here right after this. back to the the action folks starting your work week on a Monday hottest show on the streets here in my own words with yours truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine appreciating every last one of you tuning in on today and as always be sure to give a thumbs up give a like on the show hit that subscribe button and turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have all the news notes updates and analysis on your Crimson tie. but it's your time abomination 205-448-1358 but i'm gonna call in to let your voice be heard on the show 205-448-1358 now when we start things off with wayland it's monday man how you feeling wayland hey 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 yes TDA. y'all get ready now 45 wide ride on to hut hut what's going on Stephen? Doing good, man. I, I'm excited for football myself, man. Excited for football myself. Happy that the SEC was able to get the thing hammered down with the 10, you know, conference-only matchups now. Of course, Alabama has not, you know, put its schedule, its individual schedule out yet on Roadtide.com. But that should be coming sooner rather than later. So we can, so once we get that, we'll have a chance to dissect it and dive into it. But right now, we will have football and that's what the people want.
3: <laughs> exactly. They want the football. So I hope everything works out well and everybody stays healthy and uh, and safe. And we need to remember uh, uh, Bill Battle and our prayers. You know, he's in the hospital. UAB. Yeah, you know, Coach Battle played with Coach Bryant from 60 to 62 and then was athletic director when uh, Coach Moore passed away. So Bill Battle is a, a, a real key player in the in the
0: Alabama program for years and years there. Absolutely. Our, our thoughts and prayers definitely with, uh, with with Badwin and his family. I mean, as you mentioned, their way Wayne was a huge strong great athletic director for the Crimson Tide, a great family. I know I heard the story as well as he's been battling with uh, with the coronavirus. He is actually also a cancer survivor. So definitely our thoughts and prayers of strength and and strong faith out there to, you know, battle and his family because you no, know, he he meant a lot, you know, for the program.
3: Oh yeah, he goes way back. Old timer, a lot of these people are going away. One of these days they're not gonna be here, so we need to respect them while they're here and remember them why they're here. Not just when they're gone, but we're going to do a quickie tonight. We had to pull this night out of air. All right, everybody, hello on the chat. All the love, I appreciate it. Be safe on Tuesday, and I guess we're going to end like this. It's Steven on the mic, JP behind the scenes. Justin knows recruiting, if you know what I mean. Always remember the super chat. Don't forget to put the money in the hat. If you don't, i hit you over the head with a baseball bat. I'll see you all Wednesday. Bye-bye, Steven.
0: Appreciate that, Wagan. Please do not get hit over the head with Wagan's baseball bat. So if you heard him, put the money in the super chat there. But we continue with the callers zero to Monday. You're live with in my own words. What's going on?
4: What's up, Stephen? It's Sean. i calling from Huntsville.
0: What's going on, Sean?
4: What's going on, bro? I just wanted to talk real quick about the secondary, man. You know, being the coach myself, I just wanted to run through a few things that I possibly saw to give my humble opinion, man, and see what you thought about it.
0: Go ahead.
4: With Pat, man, I keep hearing they're gonna move him to the star, you know, and and for me, man, that could mean one or two things, and I don't really know yet which it means because I hadn't seen a lot of those guys. I've seen Josh Job several times, but hadn't seen Jalen Armadavis since high school. But with them moving Pat to the star, supposedly, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that end up well for us because one thing I know is about Saban, Coach Saban, to put his most physical corner on the boundary. He'll almost give up passing skills, pass coverage skills for a physical corner. And I saw it over the years, man, with Dre Kirkpatrick, with Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon, people don't understand, but Trayvon Diggs, honestly, in coverage, may not have been as talented as Josh Joe. But Trayvon is very, very physical coming off the line of scrimmage, man. If you get a receiver who's extremely fast and, and, and can catch and get off press, they'll give him some problems, I lot of LSU game. He can't really find the ball. He has problems finding the ball in the air, but he was very physical off the line of scrimmage. 90% of the receivers that go against Trayvon couldn't even get off the line of scrimmage, as you saw in the Tennessee game. Um, with Josh Job, Josh Job is physical, man, and he can play coverage. Josh Job may be in coverage just about as good as I've seen outside of Marlon Humphrey. If you remember, Marlon was more of a man coverage corner that could play cover, he could play zone, he could play off. There's a lot of corners that can't play off. They have to play man, or they can't play off. They can't play man. They have to play off. Either or, they can't do both. So Coach Saban puts those guys in the. He kind of hides them, if you know what I mean. I lot of Trayvon did. Marlon Humphrey could do both. I mean, that dude could play man impress, wouldn't get lost. You know what I mean? It took a really, really, really time to get to beat Marlon man. So I'm hoping that worked out with us. We padded the star and uh, Josh Job on the boundary, and as well as um, uh, the kid from Mobile, Jalen. So I'm hoping that um, works out well for us, man. Those guys are really, really good coverage corners. So I think we're going to be fine. The thing for me is we've got to get some pass rush, brother, because if we don't get no pass rush, it don't matter who you got back there. We've got to get some guys that can put some pressure on that quarterback, man. I think that's. I think when people hate on our secondary, I think that's had a lot to do with it last year. It wasn't that the guys was out of place a lot of the times. just we didn't get no pressure on the quarterback, man. We gave average quarterbacks a lot of time to make decisions. And against people like Joe Burroughs, that'll kill you, man, every, every time. I just want to get your opinion on that real quick.
0: Well, Sean, absolutely, and that's what I discussed in the first topic is Coach Saban is trying to get back to creating havoc from every angle. He looks back at what, what Alabama had in 2015, what it had in 16, what it had in 17, and what it had was – Every single angle, there was pressure. The quarterback didn't know what to do because he, he, he didn't know where the rush was coming from. So you couldn't really, you know, put your protection where it needed to be at. So, you know, Saban's trying to get back to creating that havoc and... Having Will Anderson and Drew Sanders emerging like they're doing in this preseason practice plan, it's huge because while Ben Davis and Christopher Allen both stepping up, both expecting to start at the two outside backer positions as veterans, but having a Drew Sanders and a Will Anderson step up, they can do what Tim Williams and Ryan Anderson did in 2015, which is come off the bench on third and long. Pin your ears back. Get after the quarterback. Not allow him to have that time to throw the football. And when you have that pressure, it definitely helps out the secondary. Now, going back to your your first point about you know Patrick Sertan. Saban loves to experiment with the secondary. So Sertan will either stay at right corner or he'll play nickel. I like the length that Jang and Armor Davis has. He came at 6'1, 6'2 from Mobile. Saban talked about his uh, his man, his uh, ball skills, his man coverage, his press ability. There were a lot of good things that Armor Davis came in with. He was just hurt when he first got here, you know, in 2018 as a freshman. But it'll be fun to see how Saban, you know, puts the best piece on the field but I agree with you it starts with the pass rush and with the emergence of guys like Sanders and Will Anderson we're getting back to trying to create that havoc from all angles
2: I'm excited
4: about it man they teach these guys that if you can cover your man for three seconds and being what we call his hip pocket we should be able to get to the quarterback man so I'm real excited about it brother I appreciate you taking my call and as always we will continue to support
0: Appreciate that, Sean. Calling in from Huntsville. Always a, a great caller there. We continue in the Kong. Before we do that, guys, shout out the man Jay Lee. The man Jay Lee dropping a cool three bucks there in the Super Chats. Uh, Jay Lee donating that $3 there. Also, Waylon donating in 4 dollars to the Super chat. So, shouts out to Waylon and Jay Lee there as always. When it comes down to super chat donations, it's the it's at the right in it's at the right hand side, the right hand side of the YouTube chat box, right hand side. It's a dollar sign. You hit that dollar sign, make that donation. What that does is it provides more equipment for us, helps us to get more equipment here at TDA. It helps us keep the site going. But along with that, it helps out the staff here at TDA. And it also allows us to continue to do what we do. And that's give you guys the best in Alabama football coverage. So, appreciating Jay Lee there and Wayne and helping us out there. But, Big thing here is, you know, the Alabama football athletic department has done a phenomenal job with the brand new sports science sports performance building. And got to give a shout out to the head director of medicine, Jeff Allen, who's been dropping these videos You know, on the Alabama football Twitter account about the sports science department, the first video, the latest video of the series, it goes to the uh, mental health side, the behavioral behavioral performance side as, you know, Alabama's concerned about the total, total man. They're concerned about not just the athlete on the field, but how are these guys emotionally? How are these guys mentally? And as you check out the video, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about about Alabama concerned about the the mental aspect the psychology aspect the emotional aspect of these players you know being locked in not just as players but as young men in the realm of athletics check out this video
5: we're going to look at one of the behavioral health suites we have several rooms like this available for the student athletes so that we can address their mental and behavioral health needs You may be a five-star football player or an Olympic caliber athlete, but if your mental or behavioral well-being is not intact, it won't matter. You will not be able to produce um, as an athlete on on your level of competition. So we appreciate that, and we want to make sure that we identify student-athletes that may be having some mental or behavioral health issues, screen them, and then be able to get them to the resources that they need for support and help.
0: Really cool right there as uh, Jeff Allen concerned about the total athlete, the total human being, Coach Saber concerned about the same thing. So, so it's, it's just awesome seeing the administration staff here at the University of Alabama really go all out for the sports performance, uh, sports science department. But also in this other video, Jeff Allen talks about the recovery process when players are you know, going through practices, going through games, they have no nicks and little bumps and bruises. Jeff Allen talks about the recovery process and what goes into helping these athletes recover and rest their bodies and get their bodies recuperated in the right way. Check out this recovery video.
5: So this is one of our recovery rooms that we have here in the Sports Science Center. And we can do a variety of different things in here to help our athletes. You can see three of our great athletes right there. Mr. Paul, Mr. Major and Mr. Jackson right there getting a little recovery in some of our zero gravity chairs which allow the athletes as you can see Paul there just completely to relax. It's also got a heat function and a a vibration function for a massage effect. Major sitting there getting a little foot massage there and then Jackson. Jackson's actually on one of our Norma Tech machines that, that really are helpful in terms of flushing out the lower extremity, especially some of the lactic acid and some of the waste that you can get in that area and make them feel better and get them back and get them going. You know, really, there's a science to everything that we do. That's why we have a sports science center, right? So we wanted to do things that are really going to affect performance and have a positive effect on these guys ability to go practice and go win games.
0: From sensory tables or since from sensory uh, chambers to massage chairs, I should have been an athlete. Because these athletes are being treated right here at the University of Alabama in terms of rehabilitation, the, uh, the mental aspect of it, and also the recovery both on and off the field, so shouts out there to the Director of Sports Medicine, Head Athletic Trainer Jeff Allen of the Crimson Tide. Also, shouts out to one of our faithful listeners, Spencer Reveley, donating $5 via Super Chats. We appreciate Spencer there for that donation. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Continue to light us up in the YouTube chat line with your thoughts, questions, concerns, your ideas on Crimson Tide football. Also, the the, the call-in, 205 448-1358 205-448-1358 Want to hear from you But when we come back from the break We dive into Which matchup for the Crimson Tide Is the game of the year Which Which matchup Is the game of the year For the Crimson Tide We'll touch it up right after this
1: Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: Back in, folks, on the number one source, hottest show on the streets for Crimson Tide football news, notes, information in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have everybody tuning in to the show, tuning into the channel on today as we're breaking down Crimson Tide football. And uh, we're getting now, you know, which game on this schedule to U.S. fans? Are you are you looking at it as this is the game of the year. And I understand we are in a day and age where we don't like to use the absolute terms, the terms like must have and got to have and need to have and must win and you know terms like that. But in football it's a bit different because uh, there are games that you actually do need to have. I mean for example, you have to beat Auburn. You have to beat Auburn if you're Alabama. It's in the fine print beneath the fine print. I mean, one of the things that, you know, Paul Bear Bryant did that he enjoyed just as much as winning national championships and conference titles is being state champion. You know, beating Auburn in 19 of 25 Iron Bowls. You got to beat Auburn. So, in this sense... There are, there are games on the schedule. Every game is important. Every game is needed. But there's always that one game on the schedule where you as a fan, you go, we got to have that game. We must have that game. Bama's got to win this game. This is, you know, the game of the year. And with, you know, we've been able to have a football season this year, the SEC going to a 10-game conference-only schedule, I put up two polls over the weekend, two polls. One was on... The TDA YouTube site, the other one was on the, and in my own words, TDA, the uh, the Twitter site. And um, the poll question was, you know, for you as an Alabama fan, which game will be the game of the year to you? And the four answer choices that were provided, you had Georgia, LSU, Auburn, and Florida. And with 44, with 45.4% of the vote on Twitter, Georgia, was the team of the year? Was George represents the game of the year, according to you out there, Tide Nation. And with 53% of the vote on YouTube, Georgia took it again. So for the fans out there, Georgia's the game of the year. Georgia's the game that Alabama must have. It's got to win. It's got to, to dominate the Bulldogs. And I agree with that statement. I, I agree with that statement to a certain extent just because of the fact that If Georgia is the first game of the season off the bat, we don't know as of right now because the Crimson Tide has not released its full schedule as of yet, but if Georgia happens to be the first game of the season for Alabama, you're looking at taking on Kirby Smart, taking on Scott Cochran. And if you look at this on paper, For a lot of people in national media, you know, Georgia's the team to beat. Georgia's got the five stars. Georgia's got the defensive talent. This could possibly be the best defensive team that Kirby Smart is fielding for the upcoming season. And uh, after what happened last year with the College Football Playoff Committee, and we all know what happened last year, you know, Alabama had a full schedule. It had some tough games, but it also had some easy, you know, cupcake matchups. And We don't like to look at the referees as having a major impact on the game. We like to see the officials as, you know, they make calls. But we want football to be recognized for the big plays made by the student athletes and also the great calls made by the various coaching staffs. But going back to the LSU game last year and the Auburn game last year, there were a couple of questionable calls by the officiating crews that led to the outcome, you know of both of those football games, and you know Alabama lost those games by a combined eight points. And while for a lot, of, for some people out there in the media eye, Alabama even with two losses was still looked at as one of the top four teams, one of the best four teams, you know in the country. College football playoff committee said, eh, we're just gonna put Bama at 12 or 13 in the rankings." And uh, if they did that. With Alabama having a full schedule with easy games included, imagine what would happen or how the playoff committee could take it with this schedule right here, and Alabama was to open the year with the loss to Georgia, the Tide would have to just abuse the other nine teams on the schedule by 14 or more points to have that opportunity. So I understand why a lot of fans, why most of you us, the fans will look at Georgia, but you got some fans going, nah, Steven, nah, pimp juice, nah, homie. It ain't Georgia's LSU. LSU, bruh, is the game of the year. We lost to LSU. Bama lost to LSU at home, at Bryant-Denny. We don't lose nobody, no Bryant-Denny. Even like this, the game of the year, all that trash that Ed I was talking about, they won, they got too cocky, man. They got too confident, man, sitting there saying, they was going to beat Alabama in everything, in recruiting, on the field, for championships, Steven. This is a revenge game, bro. We got to get LSU. Alabama's got to get LSU. Because if Alabama don't get LSU, we could lose the state of Louisiana in terms of recruiting. This is a revenge game. And, and once again, I would agree. With those who say LSU is the game of the year and the reason why, with Georgia being in the SEC East, if you were to lose to Georgia but still beat everybody else, you still have the opportunity to you know, win the SEC West, face Georgia again in the SEC title game, win that game, that being the game that matters, and still find your way into the college football playoff. It kind of goes back to... The twenty eleven season where Alabama lost to LSU in the regular season, but faced it again in the twenty twelve BCS title game and got the twenty-one to nothing victory to win, you know, the national championship. So I can see why people are looking at You know, LSU, but also Auburn. You know, Auburn actually had 19.5% of the vote on Twitter. It had 9% of the vote on YouTube. And going back to a statement that Noah Igbenogany, former Auburn corner now in in the NFL, made, he said, you know, Auburn's the best team in the state now. Auburn's won the last two. Auburn's won two of the last three iron bowls. Tigers are the best team in the state. Tigers of Auburn. Best team in the state of Alabama, and you know, once again, you look at that. There's a reason why Bill Curry, Ray Perkins, and Mike Shula did not last longer in Alabama. The reason why they didn't last long could not consistently beat Auburn. And it, remember what? You no, know, Gene Stallings once said. You no, know, Coach, Coach Stallings mentioned you got to beat Auburn. You may not beat them every season, but you have to beat them more times than what they beat you. Auburn, you know that match will be, will be played in Bryant, Denny and Tuscaloosa this season. But you've got you know Gus Malzahn. Bo Nix at quarterback, who's expected to take you know a jump, you no, know, from freshman to a sophomore year. Chad Morris as the offensive coordinator, and then you know defensive coordinator Kevin Steele continues to be you know uh, masterful running that side of the football for the Tigers. So you always have to keep your eye on Auburn. And then Florida, Florida had 2.8 percent of the vote on Twitter and six percent of the vote. On YouTube, Florida will be interesting. Now it will come down to does Alabama play Florida at Gainesville, Ben Hill, Griffin Stadium, the Swamp, or does Florida travel to Tuscaloosa to play the tie? But Florida, strong roster. Dan Mullen, good head coach. Kyle Trask, good quarterback. Uh, Emory Jones, strong backup there they've got pieces on both sides of the football, so it'll be interesting to see what Florida does, But, but the question is, for you as a fan when you look at the season which game is the game of the year to you which game, when you look at it you go, Alabama has to win Alabama must win if Alabama loses this game I'm not watching the rest of the season If Alabama loses this game, it's a done deal. Put a fork in it. You know, I don't know if we're going to make the championship. I'm not sure if we're going to make the the college football playoff. Which game to you as a fan is the game of the year? So definitely want to get your thoughts on that when we come back from the other side of the break. I want to hear your viewpoint. So as a fan, which game to you is the game of the year? And on top of that, the second part of this question is how will you go about watching the first game of the season? Which game is the game of the year and how will you go about watching the first game of the season? Both of those two questions I pose to you, the fans, to give your thoughts, give your take, call in, and let's have a dialogue about that. But I also want to shout out Kellen Parker. One, and Kellen Parker, donate $9.99 in the Super Chat. Appreciate that coming from Kellen Parker. But we go to a break right now. Upon our return, we get into your phone calls, thoughts, tweets, concerns. Let's get this conversation popping after this.
1: Town Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and roll tide.
0: We are two-stepping hard on a Monday, starting your work week off with the hottest show on the streets. The number one form for Crimson Tide football news, that being in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got the man faithful as always, John Ivy. John Ivory, excuse me, in the production studio as he always does, putting down those ones and twos. But it is your time, Bama Nation, 205. 448 1358 for number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. We go to a call right now in the queue. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on?
2: What's going on, Caesar?
0: Man, I cannot complain here, man. Doing well, just trying to get the fans' reaction of which game this season is the game of the year for Alabama And how will you go about watching the first game of the season?
2: Well, you know, with everything going on with the COVID-19 going on, I just plan on probably just watching it at the house this year, Steven. Just to stay safe.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I mean, absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, nothing wrong with watching it from the house. You got your surround sound. You got your food. You got your drinks. You can yell at the TV all you want to, and Nick Saban won't yell back at you.
2: Right, and the good thing about it, uh, Stephen, I live in Douglasville, Georgia, so I might have a couple of Georgia fans around me or in the neighborhood. So, I,
0: so I, I'll just be ready to talk a little junk. <laughs> so, so would you say? Oh, yeah. Would you Would you say to you to you Would you say that Georgia is the game of the year for Alabama? Um, I say it's
2: somewhat the game of the year for Alabama. Just um off the fact that the last couple of times that we have played Georgia, they have been nail biters. So I know Georgia will be hungry and will be ready to, to beat Alabama. So I would say that it would be a big game for Alabama. But the only reason I say it won't be the biggest game because even if somehow we do lose that game in a in a close game, it's so far into the it's so beginning at the end it's so. At the front of the season that we'll be able to make up for it. So honestly, I really feel like LSU is the game of the season because we have to first of all go go down to Baton Rouge and Ed Ogeron. He was they won, but he was so disrespectful. And for some crazy reason, LSU really think they on Alabama level now. Just after last season when they caught us in the down year. Like at the end of the day, I'm not trying to take anything from LSU. They have, they did have an absolutely great year, but at the same time, they caught us with a horrible tour, and they caught us with some defensive personnel that we had hurt at the beginning of the season. So I, I, I go to say that they didn't catch us at full strength, even though they did win. But they did, honestly, and we have Dylan Moses, we have Lebron Ray, right? we have Tua Tagovailoa. He healthy. It's a totally different game, Steven. But you know, at the end of the day, I respect what LSU did last year. But I do feel like we do have to have some get back to get this year because LSU fans, they just feeling themselves right now, Steven.
0: <laughs> they definitely are they definitely are riding a mighty a mighty high horse there. I agree with you. But hey man, we, we appreciate the call, man. We appreciate the question. Keep listening to us, man.
2: Man, I love your show, Steven. I have to tune into it. If I don't catch it live, I definitely have to go back and and watch it every day. Steven. you're doing an absolutely great job, man. Keep up the great work.
0: Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the love there. Thanks for the call. All
2: right, thank you.
0: Absolutely, we got we got a shout out. William Bryant here. William Bryant with the road tie forever. I believe William just donated in the super chat. He did four ninety nine in the super chat from William Bryant. He writes in road tie forever. Appreciate that coming from william but as we dive into the next topic here and once again folks 205-448-1358 The number again 205-448-1358 want to hear from you which game is the game of the year to you for alabama which game is the game of the year and how will you go about watching the first game of the season now that we have football but interesting topic here as we go from the gridiron to the uh, the hardcore, the hardwood, the basketball core, as big news for Alabama basketball as John Petty, the former five-star in the 2017 recruiting class from Huntsville, will not go to the NBA draft. He will be back at Alabama for his senior year, and Nate Oates is giddy with glee right now because he was already stacking. The talent deck pretty thick here, but with getting Herb Jones back, Alex Reese back, and now John Petty saying I'm not going pro coach, I'm coming back to the Crimson Tide for my senior year. Folks, Alabama basketball, men's basketball is gonna be something really nice this year. And although, although I cover football and I appreciate cover football, covering football, and I enjoy covering football for TDA. I grew up a diehard basketball fan for Alabama, a diehard basketball fan. And the last time Bama made a huge run in the NCAA tournament, 2004, I was 12 years old with braces. 2004 Coleman Coliseum used to be packed to the brim. You couldn't even breathe around folks. It was that packed. And Alabama had, you know, Antoine Pettway with the ruby red shoes and Irwin Dudley and uh, uh, Ernest uh, Ernest Shelton just Kennedy Winston just talent all across the court on that team got to got to the Elite 8 with uh, with coach Mark Godfried Really enjoyed, you know, that Alabama men's basketball program, and with John, with John Petty back here, you know, with this group, gonna be exciting to watch this team take the court here this season. They'll probably be ranked. They'll more than likely be ranked in the preseason top 25. The floor for me with this group is just make the tournament. The medium part of the foundation is get to the Sweet 16, but the uh, the, the higher up is if Bama can get past the Sweet 16, you can just put me in cardiac arrest with a straitjacket on, and I will die peacefully just here. Bama basketball do its thing. But also... Shout out here to Randy Harris. Randy Harris dropping a smooth $5, a smooth Abraham Lincoln there, courtesy of the Super Chats here for TDA. He also writes in, roll, tight, roll, Let's, let's get all Tigers. He wants to get all the Tigers. So Randy's talking about let's get Clemson. He's talking about let's get LSU, let's get Auburn, and let's get Clemson. If Alabama was to meet Clemson. And at the college football playoff, we appreciate every last one of you guys checking us out, tuning in on today. But also another topic here in terms of tickets, in terms of tickets for Crimson Tide football from the Tide Pride Office of the Alabama Ticket Office here. Some news came out as of today. So for Alabama football, we could see, you know, a capacity of only Fifteen to twenty percent, you know, inside the stadium. So because of that, the the UA UA's ticket office has refunded money, ticket money back to the students. They've refunded that money back. They've sent the email talking about that as they're trying to get a new system where tickets are concerned for the students out there. You know, also along, um, you know, with that, you've got you got the idea of just. It's gonna be hard. T- tickets will come at a premium this year. Tickets will come at a huge premium for just the average fan because they're trying to reduce the size of people, you know, in a, in the stadium. They're trying to reduce that size, so the tickets. If you're not basically a season ticket holder, or if you're not one of the giant boosters, it's going to be kind of difficult to you know, to get those tickets. But however. I guess they'll find some way to get around the situation. I know right now they're trying to appease as many people as possible, but right now with the capacity being estimated about 15 to 20% for Bryant-Denny Stadium, Right now, as far as the, the distribution for the common fan, for the general fan in terms of tickets, according to the Tide Pride office, it's going to be very difficult to come by. They're going to try to get students in there because students are the first priority. And then behind students, you've got, of course, the boosters, the season ticket holders. We'll see how they will go about, you know, making this all happen here. For the Crimson Tide, but Tide football will definitely be a hot commodity in the upcoming season. We take another break here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. But continue to line us up in the YouTube chat line. Upon our return, we dive into a possible potential schedule look here. How could Alabama schedule possibly look in the upcoming season? We'll dive into that, you know, right after this.
1: Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to TouchdownAlabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to TouchdownAlabama.com today and
0: roll tide. All right, folks, we are back in into or from the break here on In My Own Words. How to show on the streets here. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine talking Crimson Tide football. And uh, what's interesting here is uh, a potential or a possible look at how the Alabama schedule could be for football in the upcoming season. And uh, content can come from everywhere. I've always mentioned that. Entertaining, intriguing content can always come from it from from anywhere. Whether it's social media, whether it's you know out and about, you can always find some type of really informative or really interesting content here on the Crimson Tide. So I was going through Twitter. On, on, over the weekend, and I saw this post from one Mark Jennings. You now, Mark Jennings, who's a, who's an analyst, you know, covers the uh, the Crimson Tide for Champs Corner. That's right, a podcast that he has, Champs Corner. This is Mark Jennings, but he posted this photo to Twitter about how the uh, schedule could look, how it could shape up, how it could stack up here for the Crimson Tide. Now, he was trying to pitch this photo to. Uh, Uh, Greg Byrne, Alabama athletic director and also Greg Sankey, commissioner of the SEC. And uh, you're not going to appease everybody. You're not going to make everybody happy. If you're if you try to make everybody happy, you're going to have a whole bunch of stress related issues because you're not going to appease everyone. So the main thing is always, if you can get the masses, right? If you can get between 75 to 80, 85% of people to respect your viewpoint, then you do well. So if you look at just this projection that Mark uh, Jennings has put out here, this is interesting because if, if it unfolds like this, this would hit on all the appeals, the fan appeal in terms of competitive, fun, entertaining marquee games. For Alabama football fans and college football fans, this would hit on the appeal of television contracts, especially the second half here of this schedule. And it will also hit the appeal of those fans that respect Georgia so much that you don't want to play Georgia straight out of the gate to start the year. You want to ease into facing the Bulldogs here. So this is what Mark Jennings of Champs Corner in a podcast for Alabama, this is what he's, he's got listed here. So for the first game of the year, September 26th, he's got the season. He's got the season opener against Vanderbilt. So season opener against Vandy. Then he's got Arkansas on October 3rd. He's got Georgia on October 10th. Third game of the season. He's got Ole Miss October 17th. He's got Tennessee on October 24th. I mean, there's a bye week which is the week of, of October 31st, the week of Halloween, Nick Saban's birthday weekend. So the first part of that season, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Georgia, Ole Miss, Tennessee. That's a good look right there because you got the two warm-up games prior to facing Georgia. Georgia in the middle of that first part of the schedule, the big matchup right there. And then you got Tennessee, you know, Pruitt, a program that's headed in the right direction. And then the wild card factor in Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. After the bye week, after the bye week, this is where the TV contracts make the money. After the bye week, this is where the Bama fans and the college football fans that just want really, 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 really darn good football, this is where that comes in. You know, this is where Alabama earns its keep into the college football playoff. Because this this is the gauntlet. So after the bye week, you got LSU November 7th, you got Mississippi State on the 14th, Florida November 21st, Texas A&M November 28th, and then December 5th, Auburn. LSU, Mississippi State, Florida, A&M, Auburn. That is a gauntlet right there. That's that's no holds barred. That's, that's I can't overlook. I can't look over any team. That's a gut check. Every single week, those last five games. If, if the schedule was to fall like this, and Alabama was able to navigate the whole schedule, but especially those last five games, if Alabama was able to navigate those last five games with no losses and no injuries, there is no way on God's earth you're keeping this team out of the playoff. No way. I mean, th- 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 if you navigate those last five games, no injuries, no losses, not only do you make the playoff, you are the number one seed going into the playoff, and uh, it, it's it would be very, very highly difficult for any team to top of the Crimson Tide if that becomes the schedule. Once again, this is just a projection here coming from you know, Mark Jennings, who does the Champs uh, Corner Podcast for the, the Crimson Tide. But I, just felt, I just saw this being very interesting when you look at this type of content, because if it was to fall like this, and, and the SEC, you know, once it drops the full schedule, each team, each respect the program drops their, their schedule, we, we'll be able to look at it, conversate it, dissect it, and really get into the nuts and bolts of a discussion. But if it was to fall the way that Jennings has it listed here in his you know, sort of projection, this would be very interesting. It would be very fun. It, it would hit on everything. It would hit on the appeal of the fans. It would hit on the excitement for for TV revenue, TV deals, TV contracts. Everybody would be fighting for who gets these games. It would hit on the fans that kind of want that that tune-up moment prior to facing Georgia not playing the Bulldogs off the rip first game of the season. I just thought that was really interesting. But if it falls that way, sweet Jesus, the last five games, that would be A gauntlet, and a fun gauntlet to indeed watch. But, as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson tie. This is very simple and easy to access. You can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app uh, for your iPhone. If you are, for the iPhone App Store, if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you just so happen to have the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we have you covered. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm. I Heart iHeartRadio. We've got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is tide football. Special shout out to Sen- uh Sonordor Hines. Sonordor Hines, who brings in $9.99, dropping into $9.99 in the super chat. So appreciating Sonordor Hines for that uh for that donation there. As always, Todd fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. Link will be found in the description. Also, be sure to subscribe. Touchdown Alabama magazine just five dollars ninety five cents a month. You do this, you get all the latest information on your Crimson Tide, you get the annual magazine, you get the exceptional recruiting news from our own Justin Smith. Just go to touchdownalabama.com and uh, Click join, be a part of the family, be a part of what we do here as far as breaking down the Crimson Tide. That Senador Hines, excuse me, Senador Hines dropping that 9 dollars into the uh, super chat there. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate, value those husbands. Children, continue doing those things legitimately now to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect your protect the loved ones around you until next time folks this has been in my own words